It's time to <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Ah, it's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Kurt releases in cinema and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. <laughs> hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who I did not see at the cinema this week. Where were you, Merman? I was working. Working? Working all the time. What? He works hard for his money. Do, 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 do. So hard for it, honey. Yeah. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Ooh, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, and share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform, or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental. Make sure it's terrible and make sure it played in cinemas and then we will watch it. Yes, we will. Absolutely. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here is a word from our sponsor. Sure thing, Samurai Pirate Jim. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. You know what we need? What? We to, need, to start we the need podcast to over? No, never. We're never going to start this podcast over. Audacity never lies and neither do we. All right. Our listeners get what they get today. All right. We don't edit. No, we don't. That, that is evident that from is the start <laughs> of our podcast today to, there, Jim. To, to every podcast we do. That's true. It's it's a rule that we have. Yeah. You get it all. Yeah. Uncut, Uncut, unfiltered. Just like our genitals. Oh, no. That's not true. Some of us are cut. I'm not saying who. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're not going to tell you either. If you're listening, send us a sending us a DM. <laughs> send us a DM and make your guess who is cut and who isn't. Yeah, don't or do or that. don't. But but yeah. that's don't, not don't really what that. I was going to say. <clears throat> I was going to say I'm missing our streaming music, so we should play that just once. Yeah. Yeah, Murray, pause this for a second. Would you, would you put the streaming music on just really? for a second? Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah, That's, this is a lot groovier. It is. Today. I like that, and it kind of fits the vibe of what we're doing. We didn't stream. No, we didn't. At least at the movies, but maybe Murray did. Yes, I did. 
I think we're going to have a feeling we're going to hear about it later on. Mm. Okay, back to the interview. Right. Yeah, there we go. Jeez, making me work today. What's yeah. What's up with that? You work hard for it, honey. My day off. <laughs> we got to see... Alienoid. Korean. Wait, should we tell what kind of genre Alienoid was? Oh, I don't know what kind of... Well, it's... I'll, I, I'll tell you what I think it was, and I'm sure you'll tell me what you think it thought it was. Yes. It, so... And then we'll tell you what IMDb thought it was. I'll tell you what Alienoid was, though. What? It was one heck of a ride. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much movie packed into this. It's a lot of movie. So much movie. (laughs) So much movie. It is a sci-fi action fantasy martial arts movie with robots and cats, as well as time travel. That's what I thought it was. Okay. It is three or four movies in one. But I only had to buy one ticket. That's right. Was it three or four hours? Uh, uh, no, two hours. Two and a half something. hours. Yeah. Oh my God. It seems like complete nonsense for most of it, as there is so much going on, and very little seems to be tying together, yet somehow it does all tie together. You just got to be patient. Even as I watched the first two thirds of this completely confused and dumbfounded, I can honestly say I was never bored. I laughed a lot at the absurdity of all of it, but also at the intentionally funny scenes. It kept me engaged throughout as my mind was trying to comprehend what was on display before me. So often when a filmmaker tries to put every idea in his head into one movie, it usually ends up as a monumental failure. But Alienoid has a certain charm that still had me shaking my head, but as my head shook, I was laughing and having a good time. Alienoid by no means is a perfect movie, but it was memorable. It was enjoyable. It was meh. Okay. Only? Uh, well, I don't know about that. He, I've never seen him have so much joy since we saw RRR. So. With the meh. Maybe. No, RRR maybe. was Mondo. <laughs> like that, this was very, very good. It doesn't. It, that's, and that's it's kinda, a completely this, different this movie, actually, though. Had I not seen RRR? This might this have been your might mind. might have been mine, but I saw RRR. It just has blown your mind for this whole year. You know okay. RRR has kind of wrecked action movies forever for, for me. Because nobody's no ever going to. Well, we, we, we talked about Bullet Train, which also yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Well, let me tell you what I thought about Alien Away. Please do. Monsters, aliens, time travel, cat people, possession, Hong Kong kung fu action from Korea, poisonous gas, and everything you could ever want from a Korean action romance sci-fi fantasy time travel adventure film. Yes. That's the genre. Whew. But just like every single Korean film... I could not get enough of this. It's not very often I say this, but the first half of this movie, I was confused as fuck. And it <laughs> it takes a lot to confuse me because I'm not easily confused. Yes. I am confusing, but I don't usually get confused. The hybrid of genres of this film made it impossible to completely follow what is happening. You have the futuristic robots and weapons. Then you get caught up in a mystical, magical fantasy adventure. And everything is happening so fast, you don't get a chance to catch your breath. There is a lot of great everything in this film. But along with that also comes the wacky and the silly and the completely outlandish. It has moments like the first time I saw Willow 
And then five seconds later, it was like the first time I saw iRobot. And then another time, it was like the first time I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. For the first half of this movie, I've never been so enthralled and yet confused. But as the film progressed, there are a few things that came perfectly clear to me. Number one, this is a film like no other I've ever seen. True. Number two, I'm so glad I saw this in cinemas. Mm. Number three, this film has was about 15 minutes too long, yeah. and yet it's still not finished. Mm. Number four, <laughs> in one year from now, I will be standing in line to see part two. Yes. Oh, number five. Oh yes, there is a part two. And we, as we were leaving the cinemas, this perfectly surprising ending made that perfectly clear there would be a number two. Yes. And finally six, as much as I really liked this a lot, the film had its flaws, but then two and a half days later, mm -hmm. I still can't stop thinking about everything <laughs> in this film there you go. and what it had to offer. So do I think it was a little long? Yes. But then was I still excited as to what was going to come next through this entire film? Absolutely. For a film with a few flaws, I can get past because the film did exactly what it was supposed to do. Make me addicted to Alien Alienoid Part 2. So for that, plus all the other awesomeness that is in this movie. There's a lot of awesome. There's so much awesomeness. This is a Korean masterpiece of confusion and fun mondo. I, I As I was watching it, I kept saying to myself, and we even talked afterwards, I was like, I can't really give this a mondo because there were so many things that were kind of flawed in it. But then when you put it all together as a package, I've never had as enjoyable a film experience. Everything about it was just made, because even the confusion parts to me was just like, this is the kind of movie I want to go see in the theaters. It, I just loved every minute of it. And seeing it with you, the only thing that would have made this better is if Murray was there to see it with us. It was us. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, so uh, are you not going to be standing in line for Alienoid 2 when it comes out next year? Yeah. Exactly. See, I'm proving my point. This is a mod, though. I don't <laughs> care what you say. It is. It's still a meh, but okay. it was. It was a. You know, it was an action-packed meh. <laughs> so wait a minute. So IMDb called it yes. an action-adventure fantasy sci-fi, uh -huh. and you called it a what? I called it a sci-fi action fantasy martial arts movie with robots and cats, as well as time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and poisonous gas and poisonous gas. Exactly. This, yeah, this was a fun adventure. It really was. We also got to see honk for Jesus. Save your soul. Save your soul. Yes. Our matey. So. Who knew church could be so fun and funny at the same time? Well, I did. After all, I did grow up in a church. It has to be said, Regina Hall in this was beyond incredible. In fact, I would say she was mesmerizing. Mm. This was her show. And as much as everybody in this was great, I thought she was, the, she was incredible. Okay. Now, as a first feature film offering by director... Adama Ibo, mm -hmm. I am excited to see what they have to give us next as they continue to progress in this industry. Like the fact that this, they come out with this mm -hmm. film as their first film, I'm like, what? Where have you been? And 
they have a twin that's also making films. So if they get together and make a film, I can't even wait. There you go. There was a lot of hilarity because of the deep sarcasm against these types of churches. And the music was always well-timed. Those emotional moments when you just needed a little bit of tension break or a drum hit, that single tambourine, or as I like to say, Regina's sound effect. Mm -hmm. It was so well done. The true test of how great or maybe how bad a movie is though, is when seven minutes into the film, where there was only four people in the film in and the two people walked out. Yes. Me, me and Jim thought we were watching it with two two ladies, but uh, we ended up getting a private screening because yep. seven minutes in, they walked. They out. were greatly offended. I yes. think. Yes, and I probably would have joined them with five minutes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you might not have. I think I might have. As I was already having a good time, uh, I took it as Bryce said that they were offended. Yeah. Yet I was impressed. So. Do not go see this if you're expecting a Jesus Camp conversion Bible-thumping film. The satire and sarcasm in this film is as thick as the mime makeup on Regina Hall's face in one of the funniest and most awkward moments in this film. This film is very funny at times, and the acting is fantastic, as I've already mentioned, specifically by Regina Hall, but everybody in this nailed every single moment in it. The biggest issue I had with some of the pacing, as well as the length, and finding that balance of humor and seriousness is often a challenge I find. Um, yet, uh, Adama does a really good job of this. And I enjoyed the film and can't wait to see, I mean, I'm just excited to see what they do next. Yep. The film had a perfect ending and I had a really good time. I feel you will do your best to offend and stay true to yourself. But ultimately, it was a high, high math. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Yes. Again, because <laughs> this film still has it in my head. Wow. I can't give it a math. I mean, I'm still thinking about this movie like days later. I was originally, when we got out, I was like, okay, that was a man. But I, I've been thinking about so many scenes in this movie, playing them over in my head. Yeah. And just that scene was awesome. And that scene was awesome. There was and Regina awesome Hall scenes. was amazing. She and, was. and the scripting. I, I could, I'm getting past some of that pacing issue that I had mm. because this, the, the film and the message it gives was so well. And that ending was so, so perfect. It was Mondo. Wow. Yeah, I love this movie. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Was very good, but it was made even better by the performances of Sterling K. Brown and, as mentioned, Regina Hall. They are at their best as Trinity Childs and Reverend Lee Curtis Childs, whose Southern Baptist Church goes from 25,000 parishioners to five. In the midst of a scandal that is slowly revealed as the film unfolds, the chemistry between Hall and Brown is a pleasure to watch. When the movie is good, it is very, very good. The passive-aggressive jabs between the characters are constantly hilarious throughout. When the film is mocking the church and all the hypocrisy that goes along with it, it is poignant and hilarious. It manages to balance these scenes with darker aspects of the story that is not really a credit to the writing as much as a credit to the two lead actors. They kept this boat floating throughout with their performances. 
This was a showcase for Brown and Hall's abilities. I thought, while you thought that um, that uh, Hall was kind of the standout between the two, I I couldn't choose between them, and I just thought that they were both so good, and the chemistry between them was just unbelievable that they alone were worth watching the, mm. the film, let alone what, all the things that were going around yeah, yeah. on around them. Um, I liked it a lot. It was meh. Too meh, huh? You know, here's the reason why I liked Hall better. And I I, I agree with you. They were both equally great at doing their roles. But Regina Hall has this ability. Mm. And, you know, she's she's a tried and true longtime comedic actor. Yes. The emotion that she can pull out of her face. And there's a lot of times where you don't see she's not saying anything. But it's like she's conveying a whole message onto the world and onto herself. That is just in her face. Like, and there's many times you'd just be like, you'd see her and you'd be like, oh man, that is like it was so funny, but then it was sometimes just like, oh my God, did she just do that with her face? And I'm just like, yeah. So for me, that was why I thought she delivered better on it. I really, I really did love this movie. Like, I still I, I can't stop thinking lot. about it. Now, did you grow? Did you grow up in the church? I did not yeah. at all. So maybe just because I, did you? You kind of grew up uh, in the church, Mark. Yeah, I grew up French Catholic. Thank you very much. Oh, there you go. So th- this, I mean, it's not very Catholic. This film, it's very much televangelist. But if you grow up in a church, you can see the the hypocrisy, and it mm. makes it even more. You funny mean growing up, having been made to go to church from like an early age? Yeah, like yes. that. I mean, even those, even the the Fab Five, as I'm calling them, yes. that were in church. <laughs> there's, and there's so many scenes that, in this. Yeah, they, there was a lot of good in this. Yeah, there's no question. Definitely I, see I, this film. I, yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. And I I, I don't know. I you're I think being I, a little poopy today. I don't yeah, know why. You know what? We had a good time. We I had a very good time, but it wasn't the best time for half ever. the night. But Mon- no. Mondo is a, that's a I can't just be handing them out, dude. You've given out Mondo to shit out like films like the last, <laughs> like so, the last duel. So have you? Anything, last with, duel anything, was Mondo. anything with Affleck in it is a Mondo. Yeah, it's like without even seeing it. I don't have to see the movie. Ben Affleck's in it. it must be Mondo. So Mondo. It's already Mondo. I don't have to see it. Uh, no. And I seem to remember the last two movies he was but in. He is both of us gave rages. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did, I by the way, the last watch. movie I reviewed of his, I did not give a Mondo. Are you sure about that? I'm positive of that. The that one the with last Anna Day. No, no, with Anna Day Oh, oh a, yeah, you did. You gave it a man. Was yeah. the streaming thing you had to yeah. watch? Yeah, even I gave it a man. So it must have been real. There you go. I don't know what that means. It was real? <laughs> Meaning that you, you were being truthful and honest as opposed I to am just always giving, being away, truthful as giving away big candy I to Ben Affleck. I am the most objective person at this table. I don't have any uh, biases going uh, in. Uh, Zero biases. We need to add that sound effect too. <laughs> yeah. The sound of throwing up. We haven't got Ben this. Affleck. We haven't got the yeah, slap yeah, sound bounce. You know, he is the best actor of minor anybody else's and, generation. And that's being impartial. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It is. It's what? an impartial it, you know, view. It really Whatever. tells our listeners the scope of how Yeah, it tells what your opinion really matters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, you know what? See, we, I, I would never claim Ryan Reynolds is the best actor of a generation. I just so, love him. Okay, so, well, it's I because he's him. not. Okay, I just so, love him. So who would you... Okay, so th- we need to get this out on the table now. Who is the best actor, in your opinion, it, of ours or any ben generation? Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's hard to say. 
Um, no, no, you have to say one. Who is your all-time one? favorite actor? Not person who's in movies because you like them, but actually who do you say when they're acting in a movie? Like, is Well, it, you know with me, Russell Crowe, I love everything he's in. There you go. But, but do you think Russell Crowe's... I wouldn't say he's done some turkeys too. Uh, I would say if I was... Just the actor. Maybe Nicholson. Maybe. Okay. Jack. Jack. Maybe Nicholson. Just Jack. Maybe Nicholson. Okay. Mm. Uh, De Niro and, and Pacino, no more. Yeah. They used to be. Yeah, they've, they've dropped the ball. Big time. I'm going to say because he's retired, there's no one who can take him out as Daniel Day-Lewis. For uh, me, yeah. For, for me, he's, that's, he's, he's got the hardware like, to prove it. It's like, yeah. He, Pretty much every, every time he, if has, any, I don't care if about the hardware. Could, if anybody could come close to Ben Affleck, <sighs> you know, I, I just want I just want our listeners to know that Ben Affleck is both not on our undoubted and both both not on That's our mesmerized be, list. And yeah. I think so, what does is, that tell you? It, yes. it tells me that it uh, tells everybody everything. That for some reason you guys have got these weird blinders on when it comes uh, to Ben Affleck. That must be what it is. A terrible actor. I think you're right. I think they're br- they're blinders. He may be okay That's as a director, or producer, yeah. or even a writer, but yeah, he shouldn't be acting and stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that may be the quote of this episode. There you go. <laughs> All right. I guess that was the theater. That was the theater. Whoops. Let's start. Let's... All right. Well, this is going to be another short one. Short and sweet, just short like you. Short and sweet, just like me. Just like candy. Uh, yeah, so on our list this week is The Master, which I hadn't seen. Ooh. Mostly because I do not care for Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, or what? Le- or Leaf, as I know him by. Uh, Joaquin's awesome. But it happened to be on Amazon. Yes. So mm. I downloaded it and okay. watched it at work. You know we're going to be talking about that. On I the know lists. that. This is all not right. that. All right. Uh, but so you, you loved it so much, you there, went and watched all of Joaquin's movies. There was another Hoff Man film oh. that was on Amazon, which I also had not seen. Oh. That was Hard Eight. Oh, oh. so good. Yes. Yeah, says you. What? Um, <laughs> this was uh, uh, Philip versus Philip. If uh, yeah, the other Philip was still on our list, which he's not. But so good. Uh, yeah. Um, it's B.T. Anderson's first movie. Uh, yeah, you guys have a thing for B.T. Anderson. I don't. He's okay. I don't like him as much as you do. Oh, he's a. He's, um, not, he's not okay. I don't know. It, it, it was slow. Like I love everything Vegas. So. You know, it's got Vegas stuff involved. Like, I'm okay with that. But it wasn't really about that, per se. I mean, the first 10 minutes. And, I mean, John C. Riley is always good. Yes. And he was awesome I in this. definitely didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow. But, I mean, yeah. I've never... Did you like yeah. Samuel... Never, never liked... What did you Sam like Jackson? Samuel Jackson, Sam motherfucker? Samuel Jackson. You know what? Uh, when it came to a face-off, Philip was... He was a badass in this movie. He outshone Baker Hall? Jackson. Yeah, like Phil Baker like, Hall was awesome. Yeah, right? he, yeah. He, he was. He I remember when he Jackson. was mesmerizing. It, it, it's, it's hard to out, out badass in my book uh, Sam Jackson, but he did in our hearts. Yeah, especially the ending. So oh, yeah. okay, uh, but yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, I enjoyed some of it. I thought the plot was a little on the dumb side, but what? Um, yeah, it was a meh. But yeah, I, I, I actually had a half. Man, double feature. Mondo. Nice. So there you go. That's all I got. Yeah. I love Hardy. I, I think 
I think um, PT's maybe too much drama for Murray sometimes. I think so. Maybe too yeah. slow this, moving. He he does he does drama so well. Heavy, heavy, and heavy. Uh, and and Murray's more of an action I comedy like my guy. Action. There That's wasn't right. enough of it. That's right. I get that. And there wasn't a Vegas in it too. But whatever. There you go. That was that was a real Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that wasn't a real. That was it. That's all we're getting. That's there wasn't. All, I thought all was... you're, oh, I watched it. It was a mad. That's all you're getting. All oh, right. Well. <laughs> Gave us a little taste of the myrrh. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Sweet, 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 sweet rage. So... As much as Bryce thought last week's rage of mine was the worst rage ever, this one is by far going to be the worst rage ever. Bring it on. I find that hard to believe. Well, so the rage I have this week, because I had so much joy from those two movies, the biggest rage I had this week was if those two ladies would have just stayed out of the theater, we would have had a private showing for the entire movie. That's true. Oh, heaven forbid they paid money to I'm see like, a movie. Who goes to a movie? Watches like doesn't five wa- minutes. watch seven. Well, maybe seven. Seven, well, minutes, seven yeah. minutes of it the had movie. Jesus in the title, and maybe they thought it was. A I know, but movie. who does that? Who actually sees the title of a movie and says, "Honk, if you love Jesus, save your soul," and goes and sees a movie because of uh, that title the is and doesn't watch people. and not watch the trailer? Who don't yes. watch trailers. Like if you would have seen the trailer for this. They would have known this is a satire. Mm-hmm. And they never would have bought the tickets. And then, you know, ultimately, of my selfishness, yes. I was just upset that they ruined. Actually, it didn't kind of ruin it. Nah, kind of made it better. It kind of made it better. But it, I'm kind you of know like, a movie's good when people are walking that's out right. of it. Exactly. When well, they're so offended, they walk the out, question. you know it's exactly. good. Some of my favorite movies, Pink Flamingos, yep. The Exorcist. Yep. These are all movies that people walked out of because they were sick. And these are movies that I've watched thousands of times. Here's the other question. Why were only four people paying to see this movie? I don't know. I don't know. Because there should have been a lot awesome. more. Just saying. There should have been a lot. Well, there's only... Uh, yeah, there's you, only you keep on... Thinking that that means okay, it's a so good in or high bad school, movie. just because the kid was like really popular, that made him a good guy. Oh no! Absolutely okay, not. so what is your analogy? I don't understand this. I'm yeah. saying if only four people went to see this movie, maybe no. Yeah, they, but everybody loved the jock in high school, so you know. No. Okay, so shocked. so that's not the same then, or it is. <laughs> I don't understand. I think He's Murray's Mr. popularity. I think so Murray's just trying to tie. Popular. My point is, if it's a good movie, word of mouth should it have d- okay, more people so, to the so theater. Do you know how many people were actually at the theater on Monday, other than those two theaters? Because okay. we also saw who was in there, yes. and even people going to see Top Gun Maverick Core was was like maybe two people in the cinema. Because, and the guy told us at the cinema, we're like, why isn't there anybody here tonight? He's like, because everybody in the entire city was here on Saturday for $3 movies. Yeah. Right. So that's why there wasn't as many people there. Whatever. It wasn't because the movies weren't good. Because although the other two people that were in the cinema with us were also Korean for Alienoids. So. They were, that, no one there was that one white chick. That's right. Non-Korean she, she, she person She came like in us. a little after and sat about three rows in yeah. front of us. And I think she had a good time. She did. Everybody did. Yeah. How could you not? It's... 
It was alienoid. It's, it was <laughs> Korean. It's Korean. It's fantastic. Exactly. So yeah, my rage this week is, I don't know what, how I'm going to classify it. It's people should watch the trailers before they go. Know what, and you, then, know what you're getting into. Yeah, know what you're getting into before you go into a movie. That's it. Or else suffer through it after you paid your money. Yeah, just sit there and watch it. Yeah. Might get Maybe better. you'll learn something. Maybe you'll grow as a person. Maybe you yeah, will. Maybe you will. I think everybody who walked out of Pink, Pink Flamingos would have absolutely grown as a person if they would have seen it to the end. To the end where she where eats, eats the, the dog, dog shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. Yeah. And delicious. That's where it all ties together. And it's yeah. like, ah, it's like you have an epiphany at that That's point. That's right. I am now a better person. Thanks, yes. Divine. Thanks, Divine. Yeah, okay. I've never raged about this before, but you know, what are you it sure? Ha- it happens all the time, and it's kind of a—it's a rage for a lot of people, I'm sure. But my rage is walking around phones in the theater. Put your stupid phone in your pocket and don't take it out until you're out of the theater. Oh yeah! I'm sick of the glow that comes off of these idiotic devices. Still don't know why anyone even has these ridiculous contraptions. But if you insist on having it's one, have some respect and. When you go to the movies, turn the bloody thing off. That's my rage. Yeah, you know what? It's funny you said that because the two ladies that walked out, I had to say with a authoritative loud voice, the light is bright in my eyes. <laughs> you did. Maybe you and maybe, chased them out. No, but then they still sat around for no, no, they were, they seven were just, more minutes. They, they waited until they were thoroughly offended. Before I think they, they actually watched the trailer. That's maybe what they maybe, were maybe doing. They were doing. That's what they were doing on the phone. <laughs> they like, bought what the we, tickets. Okay, what did we get into here? Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, we're going. We're going. Yeah, that's. I would agree. Yeah. Like, I love my walking around phone. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to I anybody think it everywhere. Has its uses. Oh no, they're it's the terrible. Best. It's millennials, the uh, they're too attached to them. These ladies were not millennials. No, they were like old people. Like, let's most, say five years older than me. Most of the people who, who do have I don't even problems. like phones. Can we yeah. just get back to just writing letters to each other? Sure. You know what? So Carrier is telex pigeon. too bad for you too? Or fax machines? What is fax, it? Machine. fax machines are, they're not the worst. I can, okay. I can deal with faxes. What about, what let's about go a back pager? To faxes. What about a pager? Is that still uh, bad? No, because then you got to use a phone. No. Mm, yeah, true. Okay, so what about? Uh, oh, I know. I'm actually okay Fire with fire. I'm okay messages. with smoke signals. I'm actually yeah, thanks, o- man. <laughs> smoke what do you? What's your thoughts on smoke signals? So if I got to send you a message, right. can I send you a smoke signal? Because I don't think you could see my smoke signals well, from your new house. That, that I think would be you the should problem. be like Mick Crocodile Dundee. Okay. And use his his batarang thing to send messages. That, that works? Yeah, he did it. He sent it all across half the country. Oh, cool. To his Aboriginal friends. Oh, so okay. one sent it to the other? Okay, it, it, I, like, it, it was I like, like where this it was, is going. It was like a boomerang thing. I would prefer off. if people wrote letters, but if you w- did want to go back and, and we could all start doing like Morse code, I'd be mm-hmm. okay with Morse that. <laughs> what about boomerang? I like this boomerang thing. No, the boomerang thing's stupid. It doesn't work. It's, well, it's a movie. I don't know. It could work. No, it can't. 
You have I've a, seen the movie. It's impossible. You have a collective group of friends that can all catch your boomerang at the That's same right. time. You say, yeah. I got to send a Bryce a message, yeah. and it's exactly at 6 p.m. Everybody well. gets out of their door, and then I throw it to Fred, who throws it to Mary, who okay. throws it to Becky, exactly. throws it to Joey, so, throws it to Murray, who throws it to you. So now you're just being silly. I'm just saying. It's compo- it, what he this needs is, is two tin cans with a really long wire. Oh, no, that works. No, that doesn't work. Plus, I don't want. I don't really don't want to talk to anybody. So uh, either Morse code so or, or write me a letter is what you're trying to say. I see. Okay, now it all makes sense. But you know what? The most important message that we have from our two terrible rages this week—I have no idea—is that I now want a button that says "Thanks, Divine." Yeah, thanks, Divine. I don't know what that means. Rage subsiding. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Oh, I thought he was done. He is done. Oh, like fucking love Matt. Go. Matt, I love you, man. Alrighty. We're listing it up. We had the list. list. So, <clears throat> I had an interaction with one of our listeners Did you? over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. They don't like this whole segment that we do. <laughs> what, the list? Yeah, they don't like the list. And why? this is why they don't why like Why don't it. they like the list? It was more of an argument. But, you know, I'm going to say it was a discussion. Okay. So the reason they don't like it is because they don't believe that someone could not, that someone could be mesmerizing and uh, that person could be always mesmerizing. And so I, I guess I didn't have the right words to explain to them why people cannot be always mesmerizing but to be mesmerizing and you guys will correct me if i'm wrong we'll specifically you've already well, confused me but okay that, go ahead <clears throat> because what they were saying was it's like it's a bit moot because even to murray's point earlier today philip baker hall was the most mesmerizing in that movie yes he was. but what we're trying to argue here is that we don't want our list to be too big. We want people, like, we want to have the cream of the crop on our list that you have to work hard to be on it. In a, in a perfect world, there'd be, like, two or three actors on this list because they've all been with other actors and they've out-mesmerized them yeah. in that. So Ultimately, yeah. if it was six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it was, like, two degrees of Kevin Bacon, then it would be every single actor would be up against every other actor, and there should really just be... One at the end. There should be one mesmerizing actor (laughs) because they've taken every single other person out. It should be Kevin Bacon. No. Uh, No. No. No, Murray. You brought it up. He's he's not on the list. He shouldn't be on the list. He's No, he shouldn't. Yes. Well, I love bacon too. But I don't I don't eat bacon. You eat vegan bacon. Don't you say you don't eat bacon? I've seen you slurp back so much vegan bacon. bacon. It was it was Soy vegan bacon. bacon. I don't know what they made it out of. It was, and it's not terrific. Because it's not real meat. <laughs> so no, ba- the real meat's gross. So anyway, our listeners, please know, as Bryce already said, also earlier in this episode, people can still be mesmerizing. 
Mm. And we may love these actors. Yeah, we're not saying we don't love them. Yeah, we absolutely. That's how they got, that's on, the how they got on the list in the first place. place. Exactly. But we want to make this a small list because Who wants we to want to there? find the most mesmerizing of all times. Plus, having a list of like 5,000 names does nobody any good because nobody's going to sit there and look through it. And it's just they're going like, to just say, like, look at all the these people. They, is this? We, I, I unless we I have to every week. Unless that's right, Murray. Yes. Work hard for it, honey. And that's, uh, that's why we're trying. We're trying to narrow it down, to narrow for, it down you, for you, Murray. But, but you know, we, we didn't make a list called people we love in film. Yeah. Because that, that list would be huge. It would be a huge list because we love a lot of people. We love, we we love also, too many things. We also hate a lot of people. So we films. could also make that list. Yeah. Yeah, that might be on Murray's and my list. Whatever. <laughs> so Murray charged us to watch P.T. Anderson's The Master. The Master. Was that his too? It yeah. was his. Yeah. So you got actually saw it. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, it was happened to be uh, downloadable, and I was at work anyway. Sweet, sweet Georgia Brown. Mm. All right. Should we count it down or should we write it out or what's the thought? Oh, so it's, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman versus yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I just like to open with like, this is this is what the mesmerize off should be. Yeah. Like this is two actors almost as Slugging good as either. Is, like this is as good as either of them's been really. Like they were both so good in this. Philip Seymour Hoffman playing a character unlike anything he's played before or after. Joaquin Phoenix just so much... So much rage that it's just bubbling under the surface the entire movie that just explodes out of him every now and then. Just to, watching that was just just crazy. Yeah. And watching the ultimate professional, Philip Seymour Hoffman, just effortlessly playing this gentleman. And I just, I, I was mesmerized by both these actors the entire way. And this was a fair fight. This was two really good characters going head to head, sharing scene after scene after scene with each other. So this is like one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. But I also just want to say, I don't remember this movie being this good. I oh, knew really? it was I knew I loved it, but this was like beyond what I remembered. It's like, holy crap, this movie's good. This is yeah. so unbelievably mondo. Everybody is so... Rami Malek didn't even wreck it for me because he barely had any <laughs> lines. <laughs> Which, actually, as I was watching, I was going, Ugh, I forgot Rami Malek is in this movie. <laughs> I waff... I, I struggled with... Because they were so different in this. Yep. But they I could not take my eyes off of either of them. Yeah. For me, it was a little bit more one-sided. So. Really? For me, it was a little bit more one-sided. And I'll tell you why I think so. So, But, Murray, let's get your thoughts on this. Because you, you're not obviously a P.T. Anderson fan to begin with. Um, I, I mean, he's done some movies I like. I mean, I don't go yeah, and like see Boogie a movie Nights. based on who the director is. But there's maybe a few exceptions. One is Spielberg. One is Ron Howard. The other one is Christopher Nolan. The other one's... I don't look at who the director is when I go to see it, when I want to see a movie. Mm. I see the trailer. If it looks good, if it's got an actor I like in it, I'll go see it. I don't give a crap who the director is. So I couldn't even list you more than two of P.T. Anderson's movies. That's Two okay. I just watched. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I said, I'm not a big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. Out All of right. the, you know, how many movies he's made, there's maybe a half a dozen I actually liked him in. All the right. rest I didn't. So, and? Okay. 
So I am a little on the bias side. Oh, okay. oh well. Let's but count it. having we... said this, I didn't enjoy this movie as much as you guys did. Um, I didn't like a lot of it. I liked some of it. I loved it. It is a drama. You got to remember. We're, we're getting Marie to watch dramas is tough. It's only thing one thing worse is getting I to like watch a documentary. Dramas. This one just wasn't gripping for me. And yeah. it was a period piece. On top yeah, of that. it was a period piece. Uh, and it's kind of a biopic, but not really. Like mm. it's influenced by it's L. Very, Ron Hubbard, but very it's influenced. Not, yeah. But it's not. It's not L. Ron Hubbard because right. he bit suit oh, from Scientology. Was supposed to be. Yeah, that that he he's he was, that's loosely kind of based. Loosely shall we based. Say. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. I just some whack job cult. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. L. Ron mm-hmm. Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. Scientology, Jehovah Witnesses. There's a ton of them There's out there. There's a lot. There is. I don't think any of them listen to us, so we're not worried about offending eh. anybody. But Whatever. Yeah. So we count it down? Sure. Three, two, one. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Who do you put? Philip Seymour uh-huh. Hoffman. Yeah. I... Actually, I couldn't take my eyes off Joaquin Phoenix in this whole movie. Here's, I just saw him wreck stuff. That's all I watched. Well, here's was the thing. Stuff. When Wa- Joaquin Phoenix was, he had moments where he was like, as I say, they were both crazy good. The reason that I liked Philip Seymour Hoffman is because in those scenes where Joaqu- Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix is just bouncing off the walls, if you watch Philip Seymour Hoffman in those scenes, without saying anything, he's just giving so much to the, to the scenes. Yeah, see, I would I would agree with you because Philip Seymour Hoffman is probably the only actor on the planet, other than maybe Christopher Walken, who used can to do be. that. He used to be, yeah. Yes. Um, but he's, in my opinion, he's the only one who can do that as well as anybody else. Yeah. But what I found more difficult is the times where he had to be on. Like, when Joaquin Phoenix and him was in the room, like... Philip Seymour Hoffman to me could have been invisible really? because everything no. Joaquin was doing from his sitting doing nothing and, and in I, the scenes was to me way more mesmerizing. And this is like this is razor thin between the two of them. I, I'd like to make that clear, but at the end of the day, there was just those those quiet moments with with Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, reacting to the the over the topness that Joaquin. And don't get me wrong, it had to be over the top because that was the character. Oh yeah, of course. But those those quiet moments with yeah, Seymour see, Hoffman, it's just I was just like I was actually watching him more than Joaquin. Yeah, because once funny, I once me. I saw Joaquin do the shtick a couple times, yep. which you know he'd explode. But but that's not all he was though. He no, wasn't no. just exploding. And don't get me wrong, and that's I know. And <laughs> there were <laughs> once again, it was very very close. Yeah, see Joaquin for me it Phoenix, wasn't. It wasn't. I, I was disappointed actually. In, really? Because yeah, I thought these. I thought these were. I thought these were the two best. Like perhaps the two best performances by both these men. No, I. Ever, I think I. Me. I hands down, Boogie Nights for Hoffman is no, by far the no. strongest performance. It's, it's, by, for, it, by he far was awesome in it. Too. You know what? The the five minutes he was in Hard Eight, he was more mesmerizing than anybody. He was so good. Well, one in Hard scene eight he too. was in. Yeah. It's like I could take my eyes off of him in Hard Eight. If you just would have said five minutes, if you just would have said Philip Seymour Hoffman in Boogie Nights, Murray, he would knock out. He wasn't my favorite. Five people. (laughs) (laughs) He was okay in that one. He was pretty subdued in that one. Well, as the rules state, it's not unanimous. So it's not. Which, you know what? It's it's good. Yeah, it is what it is. It's going to be tough for Joaquin to win. To well, maybe not to win because. Every time Murray watches a movie with him in it, he's you just going to say the other, the other person. Uh, like I said, there's a half a dozen movies I liked him in. Okay. I don't think he's on the li- 
anybody else on the list is, is in the movie with there him. There aren't so. too many movies that he's been in that I haven't liked. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Perhaps we should... Something about Perhaps... Do we have time this week to well, look at the undoubtedness of Joaquin Phoenix? Probably. Why not? Let's do it. Just pull it up real quick. Or, or you guys are now with me. What's that? <laughs> no, well, you will... Well, if, you, you, if you've, you've seen the see movie... Him. If you've seen the movie... Uh, I've seen a few I didn't like. All right, well, I let's... Did, I did not see Joker. But okay, well, oh, here we go. so good. So this will this, be it then, Mark, because, you know, you have a vote. Your vote matters. Come on, come on. It was oh, a Mondo. Mondo. Super no. Mondo. So good. It was a mad, didn't like it. Okay, Joker, you didn't see. So see. if you watch Joker and it's a mad, then he comes off the list. But Mondo. that was a Mondo. The Sisters Brothers, to me, was a mad. It was a mad. Yep. Uh, I didn't see Mary Magdalene. Did you see Mary Magdalene? No. Uh, yeah. Was it a mad? It was a mad. There you go. So, Murray, you, don't, you do not have to see the Joker now. Thank you for that. Wah, wah. So, Joaquin Phoenix, you only have six more to go. I, I feel like we've done this before with him. And I think because we're, we're both oh. going in going, it's probably, he's got a chance. He's got to have it. But, yeah. no. Damn you, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. We'll probably do this in about six weeks going, oh, you know what, Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Let's, yeah. take a, let's talk about Let's talk about it. He, he, well, he should be undoubted, <laughs> shouldn't he? <laughs> Murray will remind us now because... Because Murray will say, uh, uh, Mary Magdalene. Just, just break stuff and freak out. That's, he's got to have more range than that. I enjoy him. Well, uh, then you missed watching half the movie of The Master, in my yes, opinion. Yes, exactly. Okay, well, we got anything else for this? Well, uh, I actually forgot I was supposed to do a Jason do some Bateman work? thing. <gasps> That's Jason right. Bateman? I came up with a couple other ones for Phoenix. Because Jason Bateman's on deck. Yes, and I'm sure he'll be taken off with, by this one. Oh, you got one. I got one. I have a couple. One one is a big powerhouse. One of about five different people in it. So I'm not like five people on the Mesmerize list? Uh, at least four. So I'm not going to go with that one. Oh. The other one is The Kingdom with Jason Bateman and Chris Cooper, who I checked is still on our list. I love Chris Cooper. I, I believe him. it was it a war movie of some kind. The Kingdom. Uh, I think Jamie Foxx is in it, too. Oh, well, that's going to be a problem. Soldiers in Kuwait or something. Yeah, I think I remember (sighs) this movie. But yeah, those two guys are in it. I have a feeling Jason Bateman's good in it. He might be. I don't think he's as usual. He may be mesmerizing. Yeah, a lot of his movies, uh, there's nobody on our list with, and you wouldn't enjoy anyway. What? What are you talking about? Teen Wolf 2. Yeah, I didn't like that. That was awful. (laughs) You could put that that in a dare bag. Dodgeball. Dodgeball is awesome. Yeah, but there's nobody else in that, that movie besides him that's on our list. That's true. You can dodge a wrench. So you know what? That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, there were the the uh, national or world dodgeball championships in Edmonton. I know. I watched them. weekend. I watched some of it. Was, was it was actually awesome. on TV? Yeah. Well, wow. yeah, yeah. There you go. So I get. You know what? <clears throat> I think. Well, we're going to be watching this if Jason Bateman survives. If he survives. He may survive for life on deck. <laughs> this is, this is going to be tough. There's probably a few movies you don't like him in. That's, yeah. Like, if you went back Well, then put them in the dare bag, Murray. <laughs> <laughs> he, he the may, ones that you guys don't like, I loved, so. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to. I mean, in a movie like Up in the Air, it's like people I love aren't even on our list. Up in the air. Is that the one with... Anna Kendrick and, and uh, George. George Clooney? Yeah. Like I the like worst that. movie ever. I like that movie. That was ever shot with yeah, an yeah, airplane. Yeah, it was good. It was awful. It was yeah. like one, one of the one worst of movies director. I've ever seen. Jason no, no. Raven, another director who I'll go see whatever he makes. There it you go. enjoyable. 
I'm with Murray on this one. Yeah, well, I'm not. Anyway, on this one. So that's why I wouldn't bring it up. Anyway. But George Clooney has been in some movies I like. Does that count for anything? He was in The American. Ugh, I hated that one too. I love that movie. You know why? Because <laughs> it's terrible. Because there's a lot of walking in there's it. There's so much walking. So you love your walking. Oh, it's Murray. Don't ever watch The American. Oh, it's uh, so good. Sorry, I probably won't. So it's, much walking. It's so painful. Men oh, it's so good. Stare at goats. No, that movie. That was genius. Great. It, it was great. Yes. All right. Last week, you may recall, Jim went on and on about his excitement to pull a satire of one of his least favorite genres, rom-coms, when he pulled the 2006 film Date Movie from our listener's dare bag. I mean, a satire of rom-coms? How great does that sound? Right? This week, the boys are back on schedule together when they can choose to rage or dare or... Casey. Okay, now after what seems to have been months of waiting, let's see if Jim got a home run. From a date movie, you know, get a home run? I don't get that either. What happens when you get a home run on a date, Oh, right? okay, now I get it. Like, Boom, baby! Okay. It's true. Gotcha. I went all the way with date movie. Uh, you, you fellows with uh, significant females in your lives, maybe you know about more than I do about it. That's right. I don't know anything past But that I do thing. know Meatloaf. Didn't he sing a song about that? He did. I don't know if he ever got home. Paradise by the dashboard lights. I enjoyed the baseball in that movie more than the, <coughs> in that song more than the actual singing. I like the references to. Yes. I'm sorry, what were we Paradise about? on the dashboard light. <laughs> Speaking of paradise, uh-huh. so this <laughs> is all part of those terrible films that landed director Aaron Seltzer on our doubted list. No spoilers or anything, but hold on to your tits. This is going to be a ride. It basically parodies every terrible rom-com from Napoleon Dynamite to Hitch to Shallow Hal. Wait a minute. Napoleon Dynamite isn't a rom-com. That's what I was going to say. I never saw it, but I'm pretty And sure yet it, it got parodied in this movie. But it That's has Alison Hannigan in it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I've seen this movie. Of course you have, Murray. <laughs> I mean, there was a part in this that was funny, and I actually laughed for probably five minutes, mm. mostly because of my friend Demetrius, because it had a, it was a Greek restaurant, and there was a sign with a dude tonguing a goat. So that made me laugh a lot, because that is... A, a joke that Demetrius and I tell each other that. about goats. You share the goat. We don't stare at goats, Murray. We tongue you goats. stare at goats. So, yeah, that was enough to take uh, Aaron off the doubted list, in my opinion. What? This is Mondo. No, it's not. No, you're right. It's not. <laughs> <clears throat> These movies just try too hard to make 13-year-old boys laugh. Now, two years ago, I may have loved this. But I've matured in the last two years, and I only laugh at the most stupid and sepid gags, which apparently, in this movie, was just a goat and a Greek dude tonguing each other. Mm. I mean, bum fights, fat jokes, Harry Met Sally orgasm scene replays, yes, plural, cat poop scenes, hummus jokes, cat fucking dead relatives, Michael Jackson pedophile references, Lord of the Rings ball sack kicking, 
children pimp slapping, meet the parents ripoffs, Barbra Streisand impersonators, yodeling vaginas, chest hair balls, crump attacks, pretty women ripoffs, and pretty much every other thing related to rom-coms are funny for like four minutes about how much I laughed about the goat tonguing. But this movie was an hour and 23 minutes. I mean, there was a couple funny parts, I can't lie. Remember the goat with the dude and they were tonguing? Yeah, that one was good. Um, okay, maybe just one then. But most of it got so painful and annoying and hideous, just uh, never seemed to stop. I mean, Bryce, it just never stopped. It was just never stopping. Mm. It was trying so hard to be funny for so long, and it just wouldn't end. It never stopped. It's pretty it was bad when an 83-minute movie's too long. It was so awful. Yes. So are rom-com parodies as bad as rom-coms themselves? Apparently, they are twice as bad. Hmm. It just kept going on and on and on and on and on and not getting any funnier. It's like they tried to cram so much of a kind of catch sketch comedy show that's normally 23 minutes long, but had enough material for an hour and 23 minutes. Mm. Oh, I knew there was two things that were funny. Bestiality jokes with a cat. Yeah, that's number two. But that gets wiped by a giant motherfucking flashback montage that basically replayed through the entire movie. So, no, this was not... There was, there was maybe five minutes of me laughing at the terrible Greek goat joke. Yes. That probably should never have been told. Mm. So, yeah, it was a rage. It was awful. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. It was, it was like Aaron Seltzer's There's a Reason. He's on our doubted list. It's it's, it's like every single one of his other movies. Yep. Rinse and repeat. I don't understand why there was like an, an audience for this for like half well, a decade. you know who I blame. Who do you blame, Murray? The Wayan Brothers. Yeah. No, that's it fair. It started with Scary, scary Movie. movie. Yeah. That's where the first one showed up. And everyone else thought they do every other genre. And then someone made a career out of them. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Apparently. Yeah, well. Well, I say we pass a law. We only go between Murr and the Casey until Casey's bag is gone. I don't really care. Sure. I know you don't care about you anything. Don't trust so our viewers? let's. No, no, we just got lots of viewer bag left. But right, Casey then. didn't give us a big bag, and you haven't got a big bag. Well, I mean, oh, you've got a big I, bag, I but have, you haven't got a big bag for us I, to pull from. Believe me, I have replenishments. I just didn't bring them. Okay, I'm pulling one out here. So this is the Casey bag. This is the Casey, Casey bag. bag. Okay, I just go, I'm trying to pull one out. It's very Your hard. hands are so large wrapped yeah. around this tiny bag. All right. So we will be seeing. Oh, that's interesting. Is it Date Movie 2? It's it's a remake. Oh, Casey does love to give us remakes. Yes. He, he did it with Point Break, and now he's doing it with Flatliners 2017. Oh, God. Fucking kill me now. I actually just watched this about two years ago. Was that far enough away? I don't really remember it. It couldn't have been that bad. I don't really remember it. Well, there's no key in it. I don't really care. 
Or, I mean, sorry, Kiefer, not Keanu. No, they're two different people. Yeah. Isn't there a bacon in the first one, too? There was a bacon, bacon in the first was in the first one. one yeah, too, there yes. was some bacon in the first there one. But I don't think there's bacon in the second one. Might have even been a Julia Roberts. There was a Julia Roberts in the first one. Oh, don't even remind me. Hope she doesn't show up at the scene in the remake. No, it's... Uh, what's his name now? Page? Page. Elliot? Elliot. Elliot. Elliot oh, Page yeah. is in this? Yes. Right. And oh, there you go. I don't know who else. Well... The other thing, <clears throat> which is exciting, because after next week, when we talk about Flatliners, yeah. the real true Rager Dare begins as we battle to see who will be the first person to pull High School Musical 3 from a, our Dare bags. Right. Yeah, we got to come up with a... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're narrowing it down to what? How many? Uh, I think there was 14, was it? 14 plus it? Maybe it's 15 in there. I thought we were doing 10. Well, maybe it's 10. I don't know. But listeners, be ready for that because that could be the rage of the century. We're going nine plus it. I think. Uh, Whatever. Just know it's coming soon to a And nobody. And there's no cheating. There has to be nine. You can't put High School Musical 3 in there 10 times. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to go. Nobody's going to cheat, right? No. I'm looking at you, Jim. Uh, Well, I never had it in my bag before. I wish I had. But I wasn't smart enough to put that in there before. Okay. Who knew it went to theaters? I did. Of you course did? you did. Yes. So maybe it's I also in Murray's you, uh, bag. I went to Disney World. No, it's in my bag. Went to Disney World. Half of the theme park was devoted to High School Musical 3. Yeah, but it's so not always. I knew always? it was a big deal. No, it, it, was, it wasn't High School Musical. It was High School Musical 3. Like it. Was it in they 3D? All said th- no, they all said three, but I mean, there was there was merchandise all over the place. I think if you get to the sequel number three, it should always be in 3D. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so too. And it should. It and should by be five, in space. It, no, five is space. Five is space. Five right. is yeah. So space. so one is. I, I don't think know, I think Hellraiser four was in space. Wasn't it? Well, okay. So what comes four? after? So what comes after 3D? So it's 3D, and then revenge. No hell. Hell is usually four. And then space would be five. Eh, I don't know. Right? That sounds fishy. I think you're okay with space being four. Yeah, but then where's hell falling? Eh, Hellraiser was hell in first three. <laughs> the first. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> fair. That has hell? hell in the name. They're all in hell. That has hell in the name. And apparently hell was in space in four. Sure. <laughs> hell all moved. Right. Hell's moving everywhere. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rager Dare and his delicious, delicious, tasty dare for this week. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Tee Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us a rage. Please, please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.